where I think about everything. Headbutt? Yeah. Just smash my face into everything. <laughs> and then it becomes mine. Then it becomes mine. I, I claim ownership it. of it. I claim it. Yeah, so all goes. the challenges, that's what you do. You that's just fine. fucking headbutt it. And like, all right, I'm in it. Now what do I do? That's fair. That's fair. All right. You ready? Yeah, man. All right. Welcome back to the... Should we say the first official? No, we Task Force Kilo second. All right, the second official Task Force Kilo. Yeah. And Weaves and Weights collab. Collab. Um, there's been a increasing want and need in the fitness space, in the anime space, in the gaming space, in the vet space, in the, which has always been there, um, in world and life in general of mental health related stuff, um, which. I think that there's been definitely a spike of with a lot of people trying to do that. Um, but there's also a lot of people that shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> so with us trying to do this more and more, obviously we're here to talk about today doing the hard shit. Um, I'm Nick Orfanos and I'm here with Kevin Foley. Welcome back, brother. Thanks about man. time. In your new new digs. Hell yeah. It's the best house place. of all time. It's a good place to be. That's it. Did you smash your face into this one to claim this too? Well, I mean, you kind of have to if you want to take ownership over anything. You just got to get right into it just to make sure that you can, you know, see the process and see it through. Yeah. All right. Well, so the goals for today, we're going to talk about how important it is to do the tough shit. Um, I think that that's a a lost art um, is kind of enjoying the tough shit and figuring out what does that mean. Because I think the level of toughness has changed. Yes. Um, I think the definition of tough isn't tough anymore. Um, well, life's become pretty easy these days, too. I mean, you don't really have to go through the tough stuff to get to where you want to be. You can kind of go around it yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean, is it who you know, or is it your degrees? Is it your education? Is it you know, so many different factors can, can circumvent some of the tough stuff? But, I mean, that's what you need. You need that filter system to get you to where you need to be and those are the challenges that you should seek and and find out like who you really are, what you really want, and the challenges really define who you are as a person and what you really want. And I mean, I think that the biggest thing in life is always knowing what you don't want, but you never really know what you do want unless you're being, you know, confronted with some obstacles, with some hardships and, and providing not only yourself but the ones around you a little additional effort. Episode's over. We don't need to. Yeah. Thanks for coming. You yeah. know, <laughs> sometimes you can just sum things up pretty quickly. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's a process. You got to love the process of, you know, where you want to be. And I mean, the first thing you need to do is start with a goal. You know, really define your goal accurately, precisely to who you are and what you want to do with your life, and then develop a process and a course of action to get there. And then being able to, you know, stack up who you are today from the start of the process and be able to define it. And like we talked about earlier, creating some data to see, you know, what's working, what's not, and being able to, you know, put that data <clears throat> over the course of that process to your result. And did you provide enough effort to your process to attain the result that you seeked at first? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that not a lot of people do. It's, all right, I want this to happen, so I'm just going to kind of go through the next days, months, years, whatever it takes to get there, and then... If I get it or don't get it, I have nothing to kind of place against it to see, like, all right, I put this many hours or this many, you know, courses into this and, you know, I, I got the job or I didn't get the job. You know, you need a lot more of that information to assess. All right, I made it. I put in this amount of effort and got it. So let's see what the next phase is. Mm -hmm. What's the next goal? What do I have to do with this new career or job or, you know, education aspect so we were talking about goals a little bit before this actually um because it's been a while obviously it was a while since we've been able to catch yeah. up with stuff um but that having the mission having the goal um like without it you can't really take steps forward because you can't make a plan because you don't have that that end vision in sight and a lot of goals for a lot of people i mean us included i'm sure um can be I hate using this term, and you can jump across the table right now and beat me up for saying it, but unrealistic, right? Whenever someone told me something was unrealistic, 
I instantly would like cut that person out and be like, that's fucking bullshit. It is. Like if, if another human is, is, a, has the ability to, to get something and to do something, to achieve something, that means that's an inherent thing in all humans, right? Absolutely. It might look different. It might have a different pathway, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. I was having, I was having a conversation with a kid at the gym, uh, last week. Yeah. 27 year old really just like hates using belts hates using all this stuff hates people on steroids like he went into this whole like rant on it right but him himself wants to get more into powerlifting and doing stuff and he had uh he was living out of wisconsin was working with the coach out there and he was saying how like he never pushes himself to the point where like he gets hurt but he would recover he would do really well kids got like a 750 pound squat he can bench like 520 or something like good ass numbers his process is pretty but pretty he was like i'm never gonna deadlift a thousand pounds and i was like why right. like why not he's like well i'd have to juice i'd have to do this i'd have to do that i was like why i was like there's a lot of guys that came out of like west side that weren't on stuff sure. but they definitely ate the bullshit oh yeah you know, maybe West Side wasn't the right, the best example, but it's cool. It's a good one. You know, like that's. I was like, why isn't that your goal? If you can't set yourself a plan to achieve that, like, how do you get there, <clears> right? <throat> um, so, with goals and whether they're unrealistic or not, how how do you set up that? Because it, it can be daunting to look at something that large, this dream that seems unattainable, because that's what most dreams are, right? So, like, how do you get that goal, that dream? How do you set it from the top, we look love at the it, big and start? Dreams. We love the big dreams. Yeah. Because, I mean, the big dreams, now you have to be a little bit more methodical with your approach to it. Now you really have to define those details to get to where you want to be. And then, you know, every goal can be broken down into so many steps mm-hmm. where you don't have to take shortcuts like steroids or, you know, other, other things that, you know, skip the step because the journey is greater than the end. You know, we, we want the journey and the process to be something we are so passionate about and so devoted to because that's where you're going to learn so much about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And being as precise as you can in the details of getting that process under your belt into attaining that goal, is it should be fun. It should be part of you know your daily life. <clears throat> and if you're thinking, thinking of that, that process as a struggle, then it's going to be a struggle. But if you're thinking that, of that process is something that is creating longevity for you creating you know better characteristics or instilling values and and a mission statement and a more profound vision to who you are and what you want to do with your life i mean that's that is everything i mean you can't really beat that type of life because it's full of fulfillment and and purpose and that's what we all see so how do you start chunking away at it i mean the first step is defining that goal and saying, you know, I want to achieve that 1,000-pound deadlift. Well, let's see what your numbers are now. So that that person that you spoke of you know, is, is 750 squat. So his deadlift's probably, what, 800? It's got to be up there. You know, it's yeah. got to be around 800 right now with that 750 squat. So now you have to bring those two numbers up quite a bit. And you know every pound is at that level is monstrous. I mean, geez, that's serious business. But, you know, with that, now you got to probably gain 50 pounds of lean mass. So it's not just lifting. Now it's that nutrition aspect is going to be a big part of it too. You know, so right there, we just took a huge chunk out of one goal, being like, all right, his back squat has to get up. That deadlift can't go any further if you don't put on some more mass. So you're going to start there. You're going to, you know, get a better meal plan. You're going to hit that 6,000 calorie goal every day, you know, and you're, you're going to be lifting heavy every single day. It's yeah. time of accessory work. <laughs> you know? And do you think it's the inherent pain that comes with actually getting better that people will shy away from? Yeah, it's hard. No one wants to get better. Getting strong. I mean, let's just talk about strength. Cause we're talking about that right yeah. there. If you truly want to get strong, you are going to hurt. It's going to hurt. And you can, anybody can give you anyone that has any kind of knowledge about getting stronger can make you a program. But if you don't follow it to the T and yeah, wake crawl to the bathroom in the middle of the night to take a piss because you can't get up. Oh yeah. Like that that stuff is real. You know, like that's a real thing that people forget about. Is that but that effort and that pain is real and it comes with it. And that's when you have to really define that goal of, you know, can I be obsessed with this goal? Yeah. Do I have that level of commitment and, and discipline to be obsessed with it? Where you prioritize all your time to attain this goal. 
all of it. Every single second of your day is accounted for and is related to your production and result. Not enough people do that either. A lot of people are just like, all right, you know, I'll get there. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're not accounting for your time and just your Monday and, and Tuesday, then, you know, where are you really going to be on Friday and Saturday? So is an all-in approach bad right out of the gate? No, I is think that that's the only way you can be. That's the only way to do it. Only way to do it. So there's no, there's no like work your way into it. It's like you no. need to make that commitment and go. And that's when I know you're full of shit. Once okay. you say, oh, I'm gonna work my way into it, then I know your goal is doesn't align with your core values. Right away. Okay. You know, it takes a 30 second conversation with anyone to ask them, you know, what's your goal and what are you doing right now for it. <laughs> yeah. And I already know. And, and that happens a lot during my therapy sessions. I always, you know, put some goals on paper and I'm like, all right, here's what I think your goal should be. What do you think your goal should be? And sometimes they are so far apart. Mm. But, you know, from an objective view, I can see, you know, these are the areas where you need to work on. You might not see it that way, but here are the problems that are coming up. Here are the solutions you provided. They haven't worked. And now here are my solutions. And you're a little apprehensive there. It's like, all right, well, your problems really aren't a problem. They're kind of your wants. Yeah. It's like where you want to be. You're comfortable with those problems, which isn't bad either. But if they are giving you some adverse effects on life, then it's something you've got to change a little bit, you know, and adjust to and just provide a different path. And how do, so, and how do, I hate keep saying the word how in this, but I guess it's the only way to really do it. Like, obviously there are circumstances that everybody comes from that have their own, bullshit that comes with everything right so when you get people that i mean you know some of my backstory um we haven't talked about this maybe one day we will on the podcast sometime we can do like a live session for people or something like that but you know i had something that was pretty traumatic for for me i guess at a job that i was at and stuff like that and it really fucked with me bad i mean to this day i still go through sometimes i'll be driving on the highway and i'll be like how could i have done that better and it's like it was four and a half years ago like that that's that's such a driving like that's the best that is my favorite thing to hear okay is when you're looking back with something that already happened and in that moment you did the best you could you're a far different human now than you were then with an entirely different perspective so sure you'll Monday morning quarterback the shit out of yourself (laughs) for things that you did when you were 12 but what do you know when you were 12 nothing right right. you know but you did the best you could and that's one thing that you've proved to yourself Throughout your entire existence, if every moment you just do the best you can, and you can't say to your past self, "You didn't do a good enough job," because your past self did the best they could at that time, yeah, always. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that is the bread and butter of. Uh, so what is it? What is it about those? Oops, what is it about those kickbacks that you have that everyone has, right? That like, how do you take that and turn it into a positive? Obviously, the simple answer is. Take it as a positive. Don't look at it as that's a negative. Not, right? That's not simple. But well, the simple answer I mean is like that's the look at of the view sure. that lens, right? Yeah. So how do you look at it and take the lens of like maybe you being mad, getting teary eyed from it, getting that emotional response, and how do you extract yourself from that to look at it and analyze it in a better lens and like of your side to be like personally, right? Like how do I take that and use that to be like okay, this is what it was. This is how you analyzed it. You need to take and understand these are the good things from it sure. and then take that and run for a positive direction. Well, that, I mean, that's a component of narrative therapy, right? So you, whenever something like that happens, you're yeah. internalizing those things. You're attaching them to you okay. as a person, which you, sh- you should never do. Obviously, it's extremely hard to do, but it, you always have to externalize everything. So everything's on the outside, and mm. you're just operating in such a way where this is my environment. This is where I'm going to be you know, working, living, what have you, and... Everything that happens to me is just externally. Yeah, yeah. How I feel, that's internal, sure, and that's your emotions. But the things that happen are a way for you just to, you know, you're always creating a narrative for yourself. The way you tell your tell your your life story is your narrative. Yeah. You can change your narrative at any time. You have control of your thoughts, behaviors, emotions, all those things. You have control of them. Sometimes you'll allow things that you know your traumatic experience was internalized so you just put that all on you you blamed yourself for it yeah and not that i want you to blame others but i want you not to blame yourself but push that stuff from the inside outwardly and say 
this was my environment at the time. It wasn't great for me, but here are the reasons why it wasn't great. Here's how I felt. Here are my emotions. Here are how I've defined these emotions through these actions that have happened to me and maybe I was I played a role or have some responsibility for. But at the same time, like you're not attaching your self-worth, your self-esteem, or your character or core values to those moments and lapses of time. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Wow. You know, it's interesting having a conversation with you sometimes. And we've known each other for a very long time. So I think this is like one of those moments where you're like, you're listening to you and I'm dialed in. And I forget what we're doing. And I'm like, okay. And then you stop talking. I'm just like wide-eyed staring at you like mouth open drooling. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to it. But you have to just be very – I mean, through my life, I've had to be extremely aware of my emotions and where they come from and how strong or how mild they may be. And that's something that I've really worked at. And especially – that the narrative piece is I'm always telling my story better than it is maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm always going to do that and I'm just going to make and I'm I'm going to grow into that story well, that's a pretty human response isn't it I feel like most people do that don't they I would hope so I mean that maybe that, I'm wrong that gives yeah. me a ton of comfort yeah and a lot of just support for myself to be like alright here's my story I'm going to just keep building I'm going to be my biggest hype man yeah yeah you yeah know? and be big and be better and just like continue that trend because then it just Kind of influences others, but also just kind of carries me through some difficult times. Yeah. So it's interesting because environment-wise, we were talking. You mentioned that very briefly. Um, but you know the whole the whole adage when they say like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, I don't know right. if statistically that's correct or not, but I get the like it makes sense Make mentally, it right? Right. Make so, it correct. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Fair. Um, it's interesting, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, um, but I've cut out a lot of social shit this year. Because the competition that I'm trying to go for. And I have other people now that are you, my buddy Jackson, like all these people that are behind me that are like, we can fucking do this. Oh, yeah. And it's time. And like, even though I'm not spending a lot of time with those people, but I'm constantly in contact with them. It's like, it's very interesting. Like, I've realized that more doing this type of training outside of the communal side of stuff with like weightlifting and like CrossFit, like... The community aspect of that is phenomenal. It's so good and so powerful, but it's so dangerous. Sure. And I, I've seen both sides of it at different gyms I've been at. I've seen gyms that were basically like, this, it's communism, everyone, it's go. Like, everyone has a decision and decides stuff. And then a big decision comes down. Everyone thinks they have a right to it. And then the owner just goes, that's it, we're done, and shut the gym down. Like that. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? And then you have the other side of stuff where it's like everyone's there to have fun, meet people and stuff like that, and that's good. But most people that get involved are ex-athletes or people that want to get competitive and stuff like that. So there's a very broad range of people that get put into your life, right? I mean, at work, at home, with family. Like sometimes they don't 100% understand what your achievements you want to get, right? right? So how do you cut that out without cutting it all out, right? Like, because I know it's, it's, I know cutting the string is hard to say, right? But like, some family you can't cut family out, right? Not as Why easily. Not? Well, I guess you could. I guess you could. Yeah, maybe I'm, See, not, maybe I'm running around. There's a lot of that because you all, we all. It's, it's even tough to explain correctly, but <clears throat> we all feel innately attached to certain things that you can never undo. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like why, if people, especially family, don't align with your goals. That's that's the priority, right? Yeah. That's where you have to start understanding who's with you, who's against you, and if they don't understand where you're trying to go, then they they were never with you to begin with. Yeah. And family should be the first to understand, but sometimes they're the last. Yeah. Because of the expectations we hold of each other within that, you know, family system. And that's where it it's difficult because I've seen it a little bit in my own family. It's People are, are getting older now. And some of those people didn't make great decisions in their younger years where now they're a little life has gotten more difficult for them in their elder years and now they need more support than if they were eating healthy and going to the gym and getting exercise and not sitting on the couch. And it's like, well now I have to because of your mistakes, I have to pick up the slack. that slack. And is that fair? So if we're having that discussion 
you know, at the end of some of their lives, why can't we have that in the middle or the beginning? Especially for anybody that wants to accomplish anything. Right. If you have any dead weight, you're never accomplishing those goals. Yeah. And if you have, you know, that type of influence, that negative influence of people around you that aren't, you know, pushing you up and letting you stand on their shoulders, then they're not for you. So that's, and that's where a lot of people, and I've, I, I have, you have friends, I have, I mean, you've done this multiple times since I've known you. You've picked up and you've gone to a completely different state for a certain amount of time. Yeah. For whatever it is, a job or whatever, but. For growth, for nothing more than growth. Right, yeah, and that's, and my, I mean, my situation going out to Indiana, like that, you talk about this with me all the time, but like you, you say this all the time to me, you're just like, that was the most important year of your life. Of course. Look how much you learned from that and about yourself. Yeah. And the way that it does still kind of, you know, nip at your heels every once in a while. That's a good thing. That's a blessing. That's when you are like, all right, it's it's good. It's a good time to reflect back on that. Own it. Take accountability and some, and some love from it. And know that it was just to sharpen that axe. Yeah. And, I mean, hard times create hard people. And we like that. We want to be able to, you know, know the challenges that we've gone through have made have made and put you in a better place. And that's why we seek them out. So, and, I, and you probably have these moments as well. And sometimes when you're in a situation when you're removed from people that were your support base, you know, and you either have to build a new one or they're doing it from afar so you can't, like, just come home and hug a friend, right? Let's just say, just to get that yeah. that feedback, right? When those things get tough, like how do you, how can you push forward by yourself? Because it's not, it's not always easy to be in like you feel like you're just in the darkness in the corner by yourself, no one around you. You everything's muddled, it's quiet. It sounds like you're suffocating, you're drowning. That yeah. feeling, you know, yeah. like how do you see that light and pull the rope? You know, how do you get yourself out of that hole? You know, yeah. and and for me, knowing how important and impactful a good you know support system is. It's extremely difficult doing it on your own. But knowing that having hope, obviously, hope is a, a huge motivating factor of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and knowing that you know what you're doing and the intent of what you're doing is right and fruitful and will provide for you in the future, that's so important. Um, but also you know, having belief in yourself. I think that unshakable belief in yourself is one thing that's really kept me above you know, water and, and kept me floating even when I was just treading water, not even swimming forward. But I was never sinking or going backwards was because of, you know, that unshakable belief in myself, knowing that I can do anything with just, you know, a little love for myself and being able to forgive and, you know, have the sympathy and, and just the care for my own well-being at all times and doing a, a quick, you know, pulse check, being like, all right, Kev, where you at right now? How you feeling? You know, even at times where I've been sad or, you know, having a little less hope for where I was going or what I was doing. But I mean, that's that's something that I've really, you know, I've been in plenty dark corners of the world on my own, pushing yeah. forward oh, yeah. without anyone seeing it and knowing that I'm, you know, in those places. But I think it was just making sure that your eyes are up. And you're seeing the future and you're seeing the, the small little task and improvements that you're making will make all the difference when you're alone. I think that's when you do the best work and the most work for yourself to set you up for the future. What is it about some of us that like gravitates towards that shit though? You know what I mean? Because like even if we just – let's look at a, a fitness background for us, right? Yeah. Um, the whole harvest situation for us when we were there, right? You, me, a couple of other interns, I'm not going to name them because I don't have, I haven't asked them if I could use their names yet. Sure. But there were some of us that were like, Ian, you gave yourself literal pneumonia. Remember that? Yeah. You literally gave yourself pneumonia and we're all sitting there like on the verge of throwing up. But then you see someone get up and go and you're like, no, fuck you, I'm going. I'm next. I know I'm in pain. I know you're in pain, but I'm going to go further into that. Like, and I'm not comparing myself to some of these like, you know, the military guys I go yeah. through. That's a completely different world, completely different animal. Um, but what is it about that feeling that we gravitate towards? Cause I think that's a very important piece for a lot of people to 
including us to like, because maybe that's something that I can use at normal work, sure. right? That you can be like, okay, this sucks, I hate it, but it's painful, but maybe I should enjoy that and get into it because of that, you know? Well, <laughs> I mean, what you'll get on the other side of that is far more than what you'll ever get doing anything else. Yeah. Because when that doubt set it sets in or that pain sets in and you continue to push forward, even when there's that small voice in your head saying, just quit, just stop, and you push forward, there's no better feeling, I feel like, on the planet than that. Is when you your own voice is telling you to stop and you don't stop. There's and you always look better. back at it and you're always like, that wasn't that bad. Never. What is that? Well, why because is that? Just, because you grew exponentially. Yeah. 10x during that period of time. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a moment. Maybe 30 seconds, maybe 10. But you just did it. And that's yeah. something that, you know, you. that's part of the, the filter system that I love. Is those times of like really, you know, getting into the mix and making something so hard. And then you just become a different person right through it. And this is where I think a log is important. Like especially when people come to me. So um, I got so many stories from the from public gyms now. Um, a lot of really young kids coming in and out of the gym sure. now, going back to school soon, all this other stuff. And I've had a couple of interactions with some kids that are like, hey, why do you use the Smith machine? Right? And like I had to have that sit-down conversation with them being like, are you an athlete at school? Yeah. No. Are you an athlete at all? No. Okay. Now we can have the conversation about the Smith machine. Do I think the Smith machine doesn't have a place in sports performance stuff? Eh, yeah. Arguable conversation. But rehab. We were able to talk about that, yeah. right? And like now the kids is like, oh, I'm trying this. I'm doing this. He's going to school for exercise science. Like all of these things. And it's like, I saw you were using a, a log, and you explained to me why you have that, and now I got one. And I'm like, okay. And now like I just gave him like write notes to yourself. All that's like. Being able to go back 10 years and looking at like, oh, data. I couldn't squat 135 pounds. The data. We were talking about that earlier. Having the data to go back and be like, this worked well. This didn't work well. I was in pain here because of my elbow. I couldn't do overhead. We're very shoulders. forgetful people. Always. You know, Always. And, and that stuff, you can't deny. The importance that of that in a normal everyday life. Because journaling, I've never been able to do it well. And maybe if I applied it in a way that I do in the gym maybe be easier for me to understand but like do you journal do you have other people journal oh, how yeah. do you I use have that to. to the benefit in my line of work where I've, I'm not challenging myself to explore deeper thoughts or okay. you know during some conversations so I work with all vets and you know I'm a combat vet I see a lot of combat vets and I had um, a few deployments and sometimes stuff comes up so this is the perfect way for me to journal and then Memories get a little bit deeper, you know. It's better for the neuroplasticity of your brain to deeper know. meaning like set in stone, like they're real, or well, no deeper dig out like deeper memories, like okay. Then getting more details out of it, you know, understanding feelings, smells, all these things, okay, and like really increase you know that awareness of myself, but also being able to you know target places where maybe I haven't done enough work on, mm. you know. So journaling has been so helpful for me. I do it, you know, at least three four times a week. A lot of the sessions that I have produce, you know, feelings or thoughts, but also I'm trying to be a better, better therapist, better person. And I feel like when you're able to write something down in its most truest, most honest form and go back to it and see, you know, what's changed just with your mindset or, you know, your perception of what you said then yeah. is so helpful. So these logs, how, how, when I've tried it and the internet is an amazing place and an absolute shit show. Scary place. Um, yeah, scary is probably the best way to do it, right? <laughs> the best way to say it. Like, you look up, like, how do I journal? And you get something from write fucking everything down to write important things down. Sure. But that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. That never helped me. Like, I tried to write everything down, but then I was just like, I'm just rambling. I can do that in my head. Yeah. And then important stuff, how do you target what's important? Like, what do you need to do to write down that well, is, you know? Whatever you write down is important. Oh, interesting. Okay. So whatever you think you should be writing down, you should be writing down. Okay. Sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to write that down. But that's your insecurities. That's your ego. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. when you, once you identify anything in your life as ego or insecurity, you complete, you discard those two things and you do it anyway. Because in- ego and insecurity will absolutely kill your life. Yeah. Those are the two worst things anyone can have. Do you think ego has any benefit? I guess is the... I don't know. I killed that thing long. <laughs> I smothered that thing with a pillow. Yeah, you have Smash to. your face through it and you yeah. claimed it. <laughs> like, you have to get rid of that thing. 
Because it will lead you down some terrible paths. Yeah. Before, no, yeah. And not too many great ones. If you're doing anything ego-driven, it's a problem. Intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. I mean... Can we define them for people and yeah, then Intrinsic is that? internal. So whatever you, whatever you think you are or whatever you know you are, where you, that's where your motivation comes from. Extrinsic could be, you know, because of your boss at work wants you to do something. It could be your girlfriend or wife or husband or, or boyfriend wants you to do something. And those things don't last. It's just your character, your core values, your fundamental, you know, belief in yourself. That's what lasts. So if anything is extrinsic, it could be great for a week, a day, an hour, but it's not going to last for years or months. Um, the intrinsic stuff will carry you through most anything as long as you are able to really identify what it is that gets you up in the morning. Do you need an alarm clock? Are you happy to just get on with your day, get up early, do the hard stuff in the morning, eat the frog? Yeah, and yeah. That's the stuff that will carry you through anything. That's also the, the time where no one can see what you do in the morning. You're by yourself usually. You know, what do you do? Do you hit the the snooze a few times? If you do, all right, you're not that motivated for the day, you know, or you're you're overtired from staying up too late. But what did you stay up too late for? Was it working on yourself, or was it just you know eating food, watching TV, doing some you know simple things that yeah, yeah, really yeah. don't provide much? TikTok. Yeah, something. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting something out of it, and you're staying up late. All you know, power to you. And you want to sleep in a little bit? Absolutely. Um, but just how you start your day, what, what gets you going, what do you do, what's your routine, you know, that's the stuff that, you know, you can tell a lot about somebody. Roger. Okay. Um, do you think extrinsic value at all, like motivation at all has any value? Yeah, whatsoever? absolutely. Okay. I mean, if it gets you through the day, gets you through the week, love that. I mean, we're looking for that, the motivation everywhere and anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, which is fine. But just know that. Internally, you got to really do the work for yourself yeah. to get there. Uh, and that's if you go through life without a set of core values, it doesn't have to be anything too in depth, but is it, you know, do you respect yourself and others? Um, are you honorable in, in your work and, and how you treat others? Like all those things, you know, what are you really trying to get out of your life? Is it, can it be defined? Can you, you know, have a little. You know, speech to yourself to get you going in the morning to really define that stuff and and push on and be able to create better goals and more accurate goals to identify or just I mean provide more purpose. Yeah. Really. So, do you think intrinsic value is harder for people to figure out? Yeah, because it's something you can just gloss over. Yeah, and you can constantly put. I mean, this happens all the time: putting yourself down in whatever like situation that you're in, or oh, I'm not good enough for this, good enough for this person, this person's out of my league. All of those things, you know, I'm never going to win this competition, whatever it is, right? So, man, that's, that's this is a this is this is a tough one. I thought this was going to be an easier an easier combo point for me than no, that. But but yeah. I mean, go through your life. You know, what have you been doing to promote, provide, and create that intrinsic value of your own self? Like, are you doing that? Are you putting the work in? Are you, you know, taking care of yourself? Are you? going to work, you providing value at work, you providing value at home, you providing value with your friends, and all that stuff kind of brings in that intrinsic value of self, which also creates that intrinsic motivation. Right, right, right. And, you know, a lot of people are doing that, but sometimes you're not shining enough light on it and recognize it the way you should be. Because most people, to get to anywhere, they've done a ton of work. Yeah. I don't care where you are, what you're doing, you've done a ton of work to get there. You know, and you might see yourself or let society tell you or influence you that you're not where you should be. Like, bullshit. You're exactly where you should be. And you worked fucking so hard to get there. Yeah. Whatever it is. And that's the problem is we put too much emphasis on society influence and not enough of how we influence ourselves. You, you know, be proud. And what's the, the connection between those two and, like, resilience, especially mental resilience, since we're all on that? Um I think, the, I think the word resilience has been used very poorly, by the way. And it's not used enough. Not used enough and used in a bad way. Like, people think resilience is, like, the ability to just, like, keep marching forward. No. Where it's the ability to bounce back from something, sure. right? So, 
we saw this all the time at the sports performance level where like coaches are like, we need them to be more resilient. They need to be headstrong and be able to put through that wall. It's like, coach, everything we do in the gym is to help build their resilience so that they can bounce back from injuries, so that they can bounce back from a mental break that they had to bounce back from these things. That's not what resilience is. So how do how do you condition yourself for that stuff? How do you train to work and love the hard stuff and get that resilience to be able to bounce back for when things don't work out? Like that's all that through shit. experience. Okay. And that's the part where I try to illuminate a lot of things that people have already been through to say, well, if you've been through this, the next phase probably isn't going to be as hard as what you've already been through. So look forward to, you know, those challenges and those obstacles because it's only going to create a much larger, you know, resilient model within yourself. And I'm, yeah. Resilience is the greatest attribute you can possibly have. Do you think uh, the whole safety stuff that's been going on a lot recently, everyone, like society is really pushing like safe spaces, safe this, uh, a safe zone. And I don't mean it in a bad way. This is a, hard, this is gonna, this is a, a risk on how I'm saying yeah, this, just, right? For sure. sure. But do you think that the whole safety and being safe being okay you have a just sit down relax calm down close your doors relax all these things like is that creating the downfall of hard work and wanting to hard work absolutely because you see it all over social media you, you see do. it all over these things which and, I completely support if you need some time alone or in a, a safe environment for yourself that you clearly if you need that you feel unsafe but then let's peel back that layer and say all right this happened and you felt unsafe. Why? Mm. But now we need that. You don't want a confrontation in that environment that isn't safe. Well, now we're going to have a little bit uh, safer confrontation by identifying what wasn't safe to you and then be able to define that. Because if you don't have that type of um, that mirror factor of looking yourself in the mirror and saying, all right, I felt unsafe because of this, not because of, you know, some superficial um, anecdotal type of type of issue, but something yeah. a little bit deeper than that, because clearly yeah, yeah, it's yeah. internal, and that's what we have to work, you know, outward from. The reason I started off with that is because I feel like the whole idea of safety has created laziness, because, and I'm 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 a hundred percent on on this too is like i mean in the past handful of years especially with like the whole lockdowns that we've had and all that other stuff it's created a, like this is the only safe place i can be but then it's also driven a level of not doing anything right so laziness in general is obviously not good for anything if you're trying to achieve goals do things that are difficult like all that stuff but do you think laziness can be a sign of your lack of interest yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's when you don't have purpose. Is when you're lazy. Yeah. No one that has a defined purpose in life is lazy. Not one person. And also, if anyone tells me they're busy, that is also I feel like a term for the lazy. Interesting. Okay. Because what are you busy with? Are you prioritizing your work? Then you wouldn't be very busy. Be productive. That's not busy. So lazy is you know goes hand in hand with busy. Are you trying to shy away from things that are hard? Do you not want to confront things in your life so you're able to just attach busy or like doing something else today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things can shield you away from a lot of things. But should you be? No. (laughs) I mean, some people can. Yeah. And get away with it. And that's okay too. Like this type of life that we've chosen isn't for everyone. Right. It's hard. Right. You're in the trenches every single day doing some serious work on yourself because that is a lifelong commitment to yourself. And if you're not doing it every day, then you know, you're just falling by the wayside. You you're creating more more debt than credit. And I want yeah. all the credit because at some point I'm going to need all that credit in my bank account. So how can someone microdose and see if, you know, cuz like Training at the level that we like training at isn't feasible. It's not for people. Like the, the amount of sacrifices which we're going to get to that go into a lot of that stuff is disgusting. It is, it is honestly a problem for a lot of people. The amount that you have to sacrifice to do certain stuff. But that's what they want to do. That's what we want to do. That's how but then we do that's it. not a sacrifice. Right. So, right. Right. Um, but for some people where it's like, you know, I just, you know, I kind of want to just 
go for a walk and be healthy or do these things. Like I want to start going to the gym, right? Yeah. So how do you microdose with that stuff without it taking away from the other priorities and stuff? Just the physical side, not the mental? Oh, both of it. All of it. Well. You can separate it if you want to. If it's easier to talk about it that way, for sure. Yeah, you know. No, it's one of the same. Yeah. I mean, I can't do one thing without the other. Yeah. I mean, just because I'm working mentally doesn't mean I'm not flexing my brain muscle and really getting into it that way. I mean, it's however you really want to talk about it. Um, mentally, you know, I'm constantly, you know, in my own head. So that's a 24-hour day. <laughs> you know, there's, there's not, you know, a time where uh, I'm not flexing that and really trying to understand, you know, why, what was that thought? Why did I just think of that? Mm. You know, what's that going towards? let's dive into that or conversations I always want better conversations so I want to ask better questions and I'm constantly trying to evaluate the level of questions that I'm asking and also answering because it's just more fun that way yeah to to learn more to you know sharpen that sword a little bit on both edges and with physical I mean the stuff is how can I move you know what's my heart rate like on a normal day-to-day basis can i increase that at any time during the day and how many times during the day can i increase that to you know sub-maximal is it between 160 and 180 how, how many times can i get there yeah i mean i think that's the best microdosing. it's not you know 120 140 heart rate it's really pushing that heart rate up just to feel it even if it's only for a few seconds yeah i mean that's the stuff that you really need to explore it's not about how, how big your muscles can get but how full can your heart get every once in a while? How can you really feel that exhaustion or experience of you know soaking a shirt every now and then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's this. That's when you can really understand the impact that you have on your own body and the control and the power that you have over your own body. I mean, that's the stuff that really gets me going because you can do and be anything you want if you just define your goals and the purposeful approach to those goals. So it's interesting the whole the, the sweat thing you were talking about because recently um, on and there's been a really big push on social media with strength coaches and really trying to bring light to the problems that we as a as a community as coaches have to deal with with sport coaches and universities and parents and all this other stuff and I mean you remember um, I can't remember, I keep forgetting the kid's name every time I want to talk about it the football player that passed away in Georgia was it. West Virginia um, got overheated and oh, passed yeah. away. They couldn't get him to mm-hmm. – very in shape kit, right? Um, so now there's a lot of things coming out where, like, coaches are having interviews and they were like, so we saw that, like, a lot of your players are throwing up. Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, they're out of shape and the coaches are really pushing them hard. So, like, there's a really negative connotation to that that I think. But there's also sometimes – and this is me as a coach talking. That's kind of necessary. Like – I'm not saying you got to push your kids to the point where they, or your clients to the point where they're fucking dying, but there is a specific level of mental that needs to get, like we used to do with the prowlers all the time, the three hundreds, the P ditties that we did with the the carrying stuff. Like it was all doable. Yeah. You might've gotten a little hot. You didn't drink enough. You threw up here, whatever. You gave yourself pneumonia. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's, yes, there's a fine line. There's a silver lining between too much and not enough, but there is definitely a time and place to push yourself to the point where you're laying on the floor. Yeah, be uncomfortable. So uncomfortable that you're rolling because you can't you sit You have still. to be. That's yeah. the only way your body is going to adapt to a, a new type of environment, new type of you know production of your body. How do you do that mentally? You be uncomfortable a lot. Okay. You think about things that make you, you know, give you that stomach feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are plenty of things in your life that you see and you're like, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. now I don't even want to talk about it or see it. But that's the time where you want to talk about it and see it more often. So you understand how you really feel about it and why it made you feel that way. How many conversations do you have? This happens probably a lot in relationships. There are so many things that aren't talked about but should always be talked about. We're, and we're always like, yeah, we're open to it. We're open to it. But when it comes down to it, you just want to try to bypass it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because maybe it's easier that way. Maybe it's not hard. Maybe, you know, that other person won't see who you really are type of thing. When you want them to. You don't want surprises in a relationship. You don't want surprises in a friendship. 
You want things to be on the table where you are very open and honest. Communication about all the things that come into your world and also in the other person's world too. Overcoming challenges is literally the essence of life. That was said by Chris Duffin over at Kabuki Strength. Um, if you don't, if you haven't read or looked at any of his information or content, you need to go because the man is brilliant. Yes, um, and has done a re- a lot of really good. Um, so, uh, would you consider raising money, social work, that kind of social work and stuff like that for? Philanthropy, yeah, yeah. So yeah, philanthropic work, stuff like that. Um, yeah, that quote. Yeah, I mean, we love obstacles because that's just kind of in challenges because that tells you so much about yourself that you wouldn't normally have known just going through life without any kind of discomfort. Uh, I mean, thankfully I've been through so much and through so much hardship and obstacles, I've been able to really define who I am moving forward at all those, you know, stop gaps where I had to kind of be knocked on my ass and start looking up at the sky to be like, all right, that's where I want to be. Because a lot of times you can't see where you want to go unless you're, your back is on the floor and you're looking up. Mm. A lot of times you're just kind of going through life and you're like, all right, this is fine. This is fine. I, I really don't have to reevaluate anything because this is fine. But what is fine? You know, I mean, we hear it all the time when someone, you know, responds to a how are you is fine. Most people don't like that. They don't want to hear fine. Yeah. Who wants to be fine? Who wants to even respond to fine? And that's, that's the type of place you have to be because if you're just fine – you need a little bit more. You need a little bit more motivation or purpose or really define or just take a minute to say, all right, where am I going? What am I doing? If I'm here, what got me here? And, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because it's not easy. But you still want to go further. You still want to do something more. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, all right, what? And that's just a kind of a question to yourself that you can really open a notebook and just start writing things down. And then the next day, write some more things down. And then the next day. And you just do that process for 21 days. And when you get to the 21st day and you look back on the first day, the amount that you've written and the value of what you've written has probably increased exponentially. And you're so far closer to what you actually want than what you don't want. And that's a huge win. And I've done that multiple times. I tell all my patients to get into that space because that also goes back to your... You know, conversation about journaling gets you to a place where you are more comfortable writing your thoughts down, mm-hmm. seeing them on paper, and then getting t- closer to understanding what actually is being done in those moments. And that kind of leads into the next part, sacrifice. Um, you touched on it a little bit, like, is it really sacrifice if you're choosing to do it, right? And it's something that goes and pushes you towards what you're trying to achieve. Um, but it's the necessity of it it's for everything is necessary right because you're making sacrifices when you decide to get married and have kids and then you have the kids and you have to raise those kids like i know maybe that's not the best that's you know but like those are necessities right because you have to sacrifice for those things um and when you have a goal of opening your own gym of creating a company of doing those things like there's an inherent risk and inherent sacrifices that go into doing those things right so is that the hardest part or like is sacrifice the hardest part of everything of doing the hard things of doing you know making hard work cool again like is that the hardest part of sacrifice or no i mean hard work is should be everything hard work gets you going and then the value of that hard work keeps you going and the sacrifice is just the product in which you're allowing yourself to discard of mm. in order to get to your end result. I mean, I think the biggest thing is always defining your value, always recognizing that value of hard work and effort and producing results that get you closer to your goal. Then you're never really thinking about the sacrifice that you're making because there is no sacrifice at that point. Mm. It's only a sacrifice when you haven't created any value. How do you know if you're if you're cutting out the right shit? Because you can make a wrong decision. Everyone does. Of course. And cut out something that maybe didn't actually need to be cut out because it had no effect of 
that and then you create more problems with that and stuff like that is there even a need to worry about that because the reality is it's testing it's testing you well, know, if it's creating more problems then you really have to reevaluate and adjust to understand right. all right i cut this out and it has had this adverse effect to where i'm going um do i bring it back into the fold or are the problems a great uh countermeasure to improve upon myself knowing that it was the right choice that i made it may have created problems but i'm able to now understand why that discard or that you know, option to remove something from your life has now created additional problems and paused my growth and end and result. But at the same time, it's still something that I need to learn about. And honestly, reevaluate, I think. I mean, the problems are something that were always there. Yeah. So it's now just a time for, to... To understand them and and solve them. So, how do we make doing the hard shit cool again, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> After all of that, the synopsis. Let's bring it all back in. Yeah, you know. Well, hard work always gets you someplace better than you were than when you started. So I think that is cool. But I also think that more people should shine light on others doing the hard work and getting to where they want to be, or even getting closer to where they want to be. Mm. I think that's not enough. Most time, most times people just won't give credit to the ones who are doing the hard work and, and just want to you know shine the light on themselves or not shine light on others because it's just easier that way or because they haven't done as much. Yeah. But we have to start giving credit to other people really doing the work in the trenches, getting to where they want to be, helping others, influence out, influencing others by doing the hard work, and, and showcasing it. There just isn't enough of that, and that's why hard work isn't that cool. Because nobody wants to give credit to others. I like it. It's a community. It's always going to be one. It takes a village and anything you do. The more people that support you, the more people you support, the better off you'll be. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, man. I mean, I've gone through everything that I wrote down. Um, So I guess I open this up to you. If you have any other points that you think we missed that you want to bring up or things you want people that they think they should hear. Well, I mean, I would love to hear from others uh, as we move forward with this, you know, episode and episodes in the future. I mean, we just want to make sure that we incorporate the community because that's what gets us anywhere. 100%. And thank you to those of you who have actually reached out because both Kevin and I have gotten some recent messages from people asking for more of this. So. Um, hopefully this is going to be the catalyst. Not hopefully this is going to be the catalyst for us to move forward and do more. Uh, so yeah, man, appreciate you letting me come to your humble abode once again. And, uh, task force Kilo is still alive and well, and we're going to be keep hammering it. Oh, by the way, yeah, you're looking great. Thanks, man. We didn't talk about any of your, uh, your most recent endeavors in the training cycle, getting back to it. So get the, get the, get the shapes wet. So get your shirts wet, have some fun, be healthy, stay healthy, keep uplifting each other. And we'll talk to all you guys in the next one.